Right. So she tried uh, Whole Foods and they had one, but it was 20 pounds. <laughs> and then she tried Buy Right and they had one, but they it was 12 pounds and they wanted, they were charging like $136 for it. <laughs> like 12 bucks a pound for turkey. That's yeah. absurd. So, Hello and welcome to The Final Turn, an upbeat podcast about all things running. I am Keith, a 40-year-old currently hanging around 70 miles of running per week. And I'm Sean. Uh, I'm 29, and I'm currently around 50 miles of running a week, 25 to 50 on the bike, and about four hours of uh, strength training per week. So pro tip for those of you out there who are confused about this, a balanced diet like Sean's results in far better short and long-term health and running time (laughs) outcomes. Something I should probably take to heart. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about eating and drinking and how it affects our running, but we're not talking about recovery shakes and ideal carb protein ratios here. In honor of Thanksgiving in the United States, we're going to have a bit of fun and talk about alcohol and junk food. But uh, before we get into it, uh, we'd love some feedback on the show. And the best way to do that is to drop us a note at thefinalturnpod at gmail.com. We also have a little website that Sean's been putting together at thefinalturn.com. So first things first, Sean, uh, did you run today? I did. I did. Uh, you know, uh, my Wednesdays are typically shorter and easier runs. Um, I'm down in San Diego with with my wife this week. And so I did a I did a 10K this morning, just kind of roaming around the neighborhood around where we're at in San Diego. And then my wife and I did a um, a nice hike um, in Torrey Pines State Park, which is uh, by far one of my favorite hikes uh, along the along the ocean here in San Diego. Uh, we were going to trail run it, and then my wife decided she wanted to drink coffee as an excuse not to actually uh, actually go running, which was fine. Um, I got my six in today, and my my hips in pretty bad shape today, so it, it all worked out. But she um, saved you from yourself. She did. She did. And the one of the funny, actually not so funny things is I've been like really on um, uh, since. Uh, my in-laws that live in San Diego, they moved. I've been relying on Strava routes quite a bit to find new routes around their their new house to go out and run. And I did one this morning and it actually took me onto a uh, no trespassing path. Um, so there's there was multiple signs leading up to this path. And then the path had a gate that kept saying no trespassing, no trespassing in this kind of like private community. And I'm like, Strava, how did, how did you mess that one up? And it was really annoying because it was right at the bottom of a really long hill. It was probably like a half mile, three quarters of a mile uh, yeah. long downhill. And so I had to turn around and just go up it. <laughs> so uh, That's frustrating. Uh, I think, it was the worst. I think I may have behaved differently in that situation. <laughs> I, 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 just, I didn't feel I didn't want to take the take the risk of getting like some random ticket or whatever in this like really nice yeah. gated community. <laughs> Get, getting bailed out by your father-in-law might have been a... Weird, weird start to the holiday probably probably how uh, how about yourself so our running club mate peter asked me to join him for 12 to 14 miles earlier this week and that was a bit more than i was looking to do today but whatever i said okay and then at 9 30 last night he texted me and he sprung the idea of trying montera mountain oh which Yeah. So at 14.5 miles, that's not like super out of line of the distance he suggested, but it has 2,700 feet of vertical. Yep. So I'd I'd had a couple drinks at the time. We're going to get to that later. Um, And I hemmed and hawed, but eventually agreed. And yeah, I mean, like the main thing you need to know about like the Montero Mountain Loop is that the ascent starts, it's like a 1600 foot climb over the first 3.5 miles. So that's a 10% uphill grade for 
Ooh, like I didn't know. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've hiked it before, but I don't yeah. really. Never There's really a couple ways that. to go up there, but but that's the way we we chose. And then, I mean, that's crazy enough. But then, I mean, the insane part is after you summit, there's a descent, and it goes it goes down like 1,500 feet over 1.5 miles of like this really shady single track, and that is a 20% downhill grade. And so Peter's like a mountain goat, so he's like just powering down, and I had to like risk life and limb just to keep up. And then. There's another 800 foot climb later, but at that point, Wait, what is that's nothing yeah, at that point. It's, it's like a bump, bump in the road. Do you um, do you uh, do you wear trail shoes? Yeah. So Peter had on these like awesome like stable trail shoes, and I was just wearing my everyday mileage shoes. It's mm. uh, the like Nike Pegasus 37, and yeah. I feel like that's good. That's fine on the up, and it's fine on the flats. Uh, but the but downhills you, where it kills you. Right. You want some stability. Um, and I did not have it. So. <laughs> yeah, I actually this this year was the first year I ever got uh, trail shoes. Uh, I've never ran in, run in trail shoes. And I've done like the double dipsy race a couple times um, up in Marin and uh, the North Bay here in uh, by San Francisco. And uh, the first time we got them, my wife and I actually got a, a couple pairs of trail running shoes because we decided we were going to hype uh, hike Half Dome. And then we were just going to run it back down because we didn't like, we hate, I hate hiking backwards. I just want to be done with it because the the whole, the the best part of the hike is at the You already saw the, you already saw the views. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're just like, we just bought a couple pairs of trail shoes and just like ran down half dome. Um, That was really fun, but it was, I mean, coming back, like coming back down, like the half dome trail, it's really rocky. Uh, So yeah, it's like, if we didn't have those trail shoes, it would have been like quite, it's just like your ankle and just also the grip and everything. It's, it's so hard. But here's the thing. So I, I, I think I'm going to get to this later as well. But I have been like trying to get great Dipsy times. I have a contest with a friend every year to turn in the best time on the one-way Dipsy trail. And mm-hmm. I've thought a lot about like what is the best shoes to wear for this. So the Dipsy is you basically go up for three miles and then down for four. And for the up, I think having lighter, normal running shoes is better. And then mm. for the down, you want more support, but you know, trail shoes are typically heavier and a lot of the down, some of the down is like rocky, but a lot of it is sort of a mild downward grade. And I think normal runners are better for that too. Like, what do you think is best for maximizing dipsy times? Like, did you notice what some of the other people were wearing? Oh man. So you, most of the folks that when I ran, uh, so I always did the double dipsy and I did that because I was too lazy to do the sign up for the dipsy. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've done the double dipsy twice and most, I would say more than 50% of people had some, like some type of trail running shoe. Um, usually like, you know, they have so many different variants of it. I know Brooks does a really good job of this where they have like their basic shoe and then they make like a trail version of it. And Asics does this too. Um, there's a trail version where it's just like, it's a little bit more grippy, but it's not that much heavier or not that much bulkier, but then you can get into like the really bulky shoes, which, you know, some folks wear that's, that's a good point because it's, yeah, like, cause it's maximizing cause it's so much work to get up the hill and the heavier right. the shoe. Well, and you don't but, really need the stability for that part either. Cause right. you're not going fast enough to, to need it. Right. But I sort of wonder if I'm like trading a little bit of injury risk for slightly faster times. And I'm not sure that's a good trade. I mean, probably at the dipsy. Cause when you do the dipsy, you do it from, uh, you do the stairs side first, right? Yeah, and then you, you go you down start at mill Valley. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cause uh, it's there. wet and it's wet through that sort of redwood forest. It is. Yeah. It's almost always damp. So, um, 
Well, anyway, okay, so that like sort of dovetails. Oh, well, well, okay. I wanted to mention one more thing about my run. So I did not carry any water and Peter mm. did. And I don't like carrying water. I don't like carrying anything. Yeah. It's, um, it's, did, does he wear like a belt for it or did he like, hold he it? He had in like hand? a vest. He had a vest with oh, a okay. hydration pouch. And okay. I was not jealous for the first half and then exceedingly jealous for the second half. <laughs> and, you know, because of COVID, I mean, it's always sort of weird to like, you know, share a straw with someone else. But yeah, during COVID, it's just sort of out of the question. Right. right. <laughs> um, so anyway, I, I toughed it out. But like, what is the longest you'll go without worrying about water? Um, so the funny thing is, uh, I actually ran, when I ran my first marathon, I only drank water twice, one at mile 16 and the second at mile 24. Um, I have this thing where I always train, I like to train and on empty. Yeah. Um, which, so I, I never eat or I never, I never eat or drink water before my runs. And typically during all of my runs, I never, uh, will drink or eat anything. So like adjusting to like a marathon race where you're supposed to be, you know, having like a goo packet or whatever, every like seven miles or whatever it is. And then the water, it was so hard for me and I didn't want to mess anything up where I was like, if I drink water, I feel like my stomach's going to get into like the worst shape ever. Yeah. Um, so like I, I, I just don't, I, I, like if I go out for, uh, if I go out for like a 15, 20 mile run, I, I like maybe I'll stop for water, but uh, I don't really think about bringing water on the in those cases. And huh. even the double dipsy, I took water once, which is at the top of the hill when you're coming back. I forgot the the name of the the hill. Oh yeah, there's um, some cool. It has some cool, intimidating sounding yeah, name. I can't like, remember. Uh, it's like the cardiac cardiac hill. I think it is. Yeah, that um, so that's the only place I've ever taken. I have I take water there. Uh, I'm I'm really bad at it. Um, what what's yours? Well. I like having water, but I really don't like carrying it. So I know, I think I know where every single public water fountain in the city of San Francisco is. <laughs> and I, I, you know, plan my routes to, to include them. And, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I just detest carrying, carrying anything, but yeah, I don't know today. It was fine today. It was, it's not that hot. And we were out there for like, I think two hours and seven minutes. And so, it, you know, it wasn't wasn't that oppressive but that's interesting that you don't so even on your long runs you don't practice drinking water no i don't and this is this is what's always gotten me um like for uh for marathon like for when i was you know training for the marathons and stuff like that like you're you're i was trying to like get myself used to taking the goose because they make my stuff they upset my stomach so much if i just take them like cold or if i haven't taken them for a long period of time yeah and the, then it so i kind of have to train with them but it, it's it's kind of goes into our topic today but i actually don't like taking the goose because there's so much sugar in them which is what yeah. you're supposed to have on these long runs yeah. but i feel like then i can't eat ice cream later so if i have like two goose on like a 15 or 18 mile run like i've already had my sugar intake for the day which the whole goal for me is to eat more ice cream so i feel like it kind of like acts as that yeah um and i remember telling you when i when i back uh when i did my 29 miles for my 29th birthday I caved um, at like mile 20 and I picked up like, I'm like, I need sugar. I need water. So I got like a vitamin water, which I haven't drank a vitamin water in probably 10 years. <laughs> those things are, those things are the most poorly oh, named thing ever. They should just be called was, like pure sugar water. It was so, I drank like, I don't know, maybe it was like, like maybe like four to six ounces of it, if that. 
And within like four miles, I was, I got, I literally <laughs> got to 26 miles. I was at the corner um, and I was at the corner and I just started throwing up because I just like my stomach couldn't handle it. Yeah. Um, so I just, I, I need to train with it more, but I'm like, yeah, it, I wonder it's if so you could, stupid, but I wonder yeah. if you could get that dialed in how much of a improvement that would make. I mean, look, goos are, goo packets are normally a hundred calories. Right. But they're so, like 26 grams of sugar. I know. It's, it's it's to the extent that some calories are worse than others, those ones are not are not great. Right. But, you know, like if you, you know, I don't know how much you weigh, but you know, a mile is about 100 calories. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're doing a 22-mile training run, you're still doing a 20-mile training run even if you have two you're still burning 20 miles of calories if you have That's true. It, it is true. I think oh, I just like I know I have this kind of like addiction to sugar and I just don't want to like double, like, you don't double want to indulge down it. on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's um, stupid because it's so important, right? Like during like these like, endurance runs, you know, be it a 15 mile run, be it a, uh, you know, a marathon. It's like you, you have to have like your body needs this. I, I remember the first when I, when I started biking, I actually didn't know that you're supposed to like eat before and eat during while you're riding. And I was I was trying to like and kind of impress one of my friends. Um, he's like, let's go out and do like 85 miles today. I'm like, that sounds like whatever. Like, that's easy. Like, I'm a, I'm a runner. I can do this. Yeah. I didn't eat anything. I didn't. I barely drank water. I didn't have any like sugar or anything. And I've never had to stop in the middle of a, of a bike ride before or yeah. anything in my like in my life. And I was at mile 65 and my body just shut down yeah. and I stopped. I'm like, um i'll see you later like i literally just stopped in a parking lot called my wife and said you need to come pick me up yeah and she's like did you eat today and i was like no she's like you're she's like you're out there for like six hours and i'm like "Ah, i know yeah Um, (laughs) yeah i I had the same experience with one of my early long long bike rides i just didn't appreciate how the extra it's really the extra time like you're not burning significantly more calories than you do on like a three month three hour run Versus a six-hour bike ride, but yeah, the t- the amount of time I think creates a situation where it's just yeah, it's you get you gotta you gotta consume some calories. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. Okay, so we promised in our last episode to talk a little bit about our goals for 2021. So let's do it. Let's do that. You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I'll go first. I'll go first. Right. So hit us. You know, you know, uh, for you know this, but for the better half of two years, um, as of probably this week, I've been battling um, a, a mild to severe hip issue. Um, basically, I've gotten x-rays on it. I've gone to doctors and they basically just say I'm really inflexible and it's my like psoas that's like super tight all the time and it causes kind of like all this pain within my hip area. And they Sounds told me fun. I need to it's yeah they, they gave me all these like stretches and i'm like i don't i don't want to stretch for 45 minutes a day so that's that's what's happened so it's you know over the I'm, past I'm shocked two years it's not getting better <laughs> yeah so for the, for the past two years it's just i've been dealing kind of with this like aching pain every single time that i run and um you know the doctors say take like a month off and just like stretch and do yoga and you know i've just kind of had these goals for the past two years that i've just have not wanted to stop so you know really next year i'm i'm saying this now and you know, hold me to it, please. But really the the number one goal is to get pain-free. So after I hit this like 2,500 mile goal of 2020, I'm going to take just a little bit of time off to just try and get this like hip in better shape because it's it's bad. Um, 
And then after that, I'm, I'm going to hit, you know, I want to kind of dial back the distance in 2021 and focus a little bit more on the speed. So probably hit like 1500 miles, probably between 1500 and 2000 miles. Um, I really want to get down to a 245 marathon. I was pacing for like a 243, 245 this year before um, COVID happened. So if I can do a, a marathon in person, really trying to bump down to, to 245. Okay. And you kind of inspired me. We, we talked about this a little bit Um you know, off offline and, you know, talking about going like sub five in the mile. And I've, I've haven't been able to do or haven't really tried to do like um, mile repeats sub 520 in a long time. Uh, so I want to focus on that. I want to see if I can do five uh, sub 520 mile repeats by the uh, by the end of 2021. Man, that is, those are fast miles. <laughs> what would you would you jog 400 in between? Or would you rest for a minute? Or like what? What would your rest look like for this? I'd probably do equal time. Uh, so what I used to do in high school was we would do basically five minute rest. So you'd do it, and then you did a five. You did a yeah. You did a one mile repeat, five minute rest, then you do the next one. Okay. When I started like running with the group and other, do you folks, rest, rest, or do you jog? Uh, like a little bit of jog, but a little bit of just like hanging out. So what we'll okay. do is I'll take like three minutes to rest, and then two minutes to kind of just like keep warm, mm-hmm. but. I remember when I started like doing some with, with our running group and they're like, it's like, Oh, it's a 200 meter jog between these. I'm like, what is going? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My body is shot. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah I need, well, I, I mean, you got to adjust the, the times a little bit depending on the, on the rest, but right. Right. So what's, uh, what about yourself? Well, I would like to run a sub five minute mile and I've been, look it's hard to do a ton of distance and practice for speed mm-hmm. but to the extent that's possible i've been i've been trying to do that so i've been doing i've been going to the track every tuesday and sort of alternating back and forth between mile repeats and um 400 meter repeats mm-hmm. and the last mile repeats i did uh i think i did three or four miles with 400 meter jogging rests in between. So that ends up being like a two minute jogged mm-hmm. rest in between. And then, uh, the final one I, I ran at five twenty four. So I, I remember seeing that on Strava. That's yeah. I was pleased with that. Yeah. But those are a big 24 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, I ran, I ran some 400 repeats, uh, just a couple days ago, or actually yesterday. Um, and it's COVID like time means time, nothing, time anymore. nothing anymore. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the final two were 71 seconds. So yeah, you need oh, 75 wow. second 400s to do, um, a sub, sub five minute mile. And yeah, I don't know. It feels like it's far away, but maybe if I like, you know, sort of tapered for a couple of days, like went in there with like really well-rested legs, you know, eight, right. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. What, so what yeah, that's, that's a January goal. I remember when I first broke five, it took me five times to do it. And yeah. my four, it was, I got five Oh one, four times in a row. Oh my God. If so, that happens, <laughs> I don't, I <laughs> You, you can't. It's you so can for four fifty nine. You have to shoot for like four fifty five. No, I understand. Yeah, yeah, you need that buffer because right. seconds literally matter. Yeah, yeah. We should. Yeah, I'm curious about like your your miling experience, but we'll we'll do that in another episode. Yeah, all right. Yeah, for sure. So then I'd I'd also like to run a marathon. I haven't run a marathon in years, and I'm better trained now than I've ever been. So I'm mm-hmm. sort of curious what I can do. And I think I'm in like 255 marathon shape. So I would like to actually do that, but I have to plan a route. And then 
I mean, apparently you don't eat or drink at all during your your run. But <laughs> I, I'll I, I will have to try to find someone to support me. Maybe I'll nominate you for that task. Yep, and I then, would be happy um, to help. And I'll, I'll pace some of it too. <laughs> on, on your bike. <laughs> um, oh yeah, that would be nice actually. To, it yeah, would be. To yeah, and I can with. just, I can just hand you the water and hand you the goose as yeah. we go. Yeah. All right. All right. We have, we have a plan there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'd like to keep my run streak going as long as possible. Today is, what is it? Today is November 25th. So my run streak is on, uh, yeah, I've run 147 days in a row. Oh. I would like to keep that going. Um, I mentioned in the last episode, my sister and her wife are 99 days ahead of me. And I've been noticing some like cracks in the armor on their Strava accounts lately. Like they've been running later in the day and like less distance. Oh, interesting. Uh, and it's, it's getting cold in Chicago. So you Ooh, know. give it like two more weeks. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we can get one of those like cold snaps where it's like, you know, 15 below for a couple days and <gasps> demoralizes them demoralizes do, do they them. have a treadmill they do oh. and i know my sister we haven't negotiated whether treadmill miles are allowed I, they should be they should, yeah she's gonna hear this so i will yeah just, just you know beth you can run on the treadmill it's okay don't kill yourself outside <laughs> i will i will allow it i know you don't want to but neither of us want to run inside but if you have to I'll, that, that counts for the street yeah it's fair um and then I'd like to run a sub 107 Dipsy. Uh, my record is 109, but I've never done it okay, like fully it. tapered and like rested for it. I think I could do sub 107. Um, and then I have like a couple of, yeah, I've got like a couple other on here. I'll, I'll just read them. So I like running in national parks. I mean, I guess everyone likes that. I, you know, have, have the ability to, good, to good travel. Views. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I've been to, um, like I think four national parks this year and sort of made like little running vacations out of them. And I, I think I'd like to try to do that next year as well. And I'd like to try to cover at least 30 miles in each park. It's a really nice way to explore national parks. I mean, this is yeah, like, which... I, I feel like sort of obnoxiously privileged, like even talking about this, but <laughs> um, yeah, I would, I would like to keep that going. Which, uh, which four have you gone to this year? Uh, let's see. I've been, I've been to Rocky mountain national park, Joshua Tree, um, Yosemite, and gosh, I have a list. I can't remember. What, what did you I, run I knew in this Yosemite? Was come up. Oh, there's a bunch of routes. I did um, a couple of, you know, around the valley. Mm-hmm. And then um, I went up into like the Hetch Hetchy area. It's a, it's a little bit flatter there, which is yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking um, about. And if, yeah. you, if you get to like the east side of the park, there's some, there's some good running there. Oh, interesting. Um, and then, yeah, my final thing on here. Have you ever run a beer mile? Nope. I, yeah, I'm back and we forth should, on it. Yeah, uh, let's 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 save a discussion about that for, yeah, for yeah. another episode. Um, but yeah, so those those are my goals. Um, all right, so I mean we've been going for 20 minutes here, but um, our main topic was to yeah talk about sort of alcohol and bad eating habits and how does that affect running. So does your family binge eat and drink around the holidays as much as mine? You know, it's funny. My most of my family doesn't drink at all. Um, so my my dad and my mom haven't drank in probably forty years to this or something. My my mom will have like a glass of wine with like yeah. the, the kids and stuff, but other mm-hmm. than that, you know, she doesn't just like she doesn't hang out and and drink. Um, she jokes That's, that I you know, admire that. She she said she's retiring and you know she's retiring in a couple of months and. Uh, she says she's probably going to start taking up drinking and the fact that she's going to be <laughs> hanging out with my dad. Good, more. Life, good hashtag life goal. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
so yeah, we, we've never like really, it's, it's funny. I remember like my, my mom, like, I think it was like five or six years ago. She's like, Oh my God, we have to pick up wine. Like, I don't, I don't, I think it was, I, I think it was like when my brother and sister first got married and like they were like some of their family was coming over and my mom like picked up like Arbor mist or whatever. It's like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not a wine snob by any means, but I'm like, mom, this is, this is no, like we, we gotta go. We gotta get something like some real type of wine. <laughs> slightly, slightly higher end than this. Yeah. yeah slightly. Is, it's like five bucks, right? Like, yeah, it's, it's like five bucks for like, I think like a liter and a half. So it's like, or oh, wow. a little so bit really, more. really two fifty. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, and it's just a, it's like so much sugar, but uh, yeah. So yeah, I think like it's it's interesting where like my parents, my family just like never you know never really drank too much. We never like even like had alcohol at the table for any yeah. of the holidays. Yeah. Um, you know, definitely like the binge eating. I think is like I'm like always obsessed with like okay, are we gonna make cookies? Like who's making the pie? I care more about dessert than I do the actual like meals per se. <laughs> the um, meals are just a means to an end. Yeah, yeah, and it's you know, so it's it, it's we do we do spend a lot of time, and I think like as the family's grown, like, you know, since I've moved away from from where all my my entire family lives, and um, now that like my brother and sister are married and they have like kind of extended families, it's you know they have to go to like four different places during the holidays. We don't do like a huge one anymore. Yeah. Um. So the 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 eating is definitely like oh let's eat like let's eat at this one place and like let's go over to like our other you know cousin's house or my aunt and uncle's house or whatever. And, like we got to eat there. Because no one just wants to have one big Thanksgiving or one uh, big like, you know, holiday dinner. It's just like, let's just go to everyone else's and it just doesn't make any sense. But, yeah. you know, I don't make the rules. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a very strange year. Um, my family's not getting together this year, um, mm. which is Likewise, quite, yeah. it's the first time in a long time we haven't. It's, it feels, it feels weird. strange. Yeah. But, um, I'm still going to find a way to get some get some turkey and. And, and sides, of sides down the gullet tomorrow. Um, do you what about, like what a, about you? Oh, sorry. Well, yeah. I mean, I think I. Well, I mean, I know I drink more than you, um, <laughs> and I don't know. We've never like I kind of like when I'm binge eating cookies. Cookies are like my kryptonite. I, I mm-hmm. wonder how much better, how much stronger a runner I would be if like cookies somehow didn't exist or I didn't know about them. Um, but yeah. Yeah. With, with alcohol, you know, I drink, gosh, I mean, this is a public podcast. It's like, <laughs> like visiting the doctor, you know, like, oh, you know, how many drinks do you have a week? Like, oh, you know, two, two or three. You know, right. Right. Yeah. The, the, an, the, an hour. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it's like a weird, yeah. I mean, I don't know. And, and, and you know, it sort of, it sort of depends. Um, like my social life has been uh, significantly curbed by, by the coronavirus. Um, but um, yeah, I'm single and, uh, you know, oftentimes on early dates, people like to drink as sort of a, you know, right. social lubricant and, mm-hmm. you know, I would, I would prefer not to, like, I, I would prefer to like pick my spots for drinking and, and do it tactically. Um, yeah. but you know, if you're trying to make someone else comfortable, you should sort of try to match their, their drinking behavior. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I often sort of end up in this situation where I've had, you know, sort of three drinks the night before. And it, it, I think it, I mean, <laughs> this isn't like some big grand reveal, but it definitely affects my running the next day. Yeah. Um, get, I mean, for me, it's always been like, just this like th- something in the back of my head, like as a headache, <laughs> obviously, but like, it's kind of like this like heavier weight, um, kind of like that always like, 
hits like more or less like the back of my head and it's just it just takes a while to kind of like get that like a little bit of focus because you're focused on like wow i don't feel great yeah. so therefore like, i'm just going to put one leg in front of the other where like it's just harder to focus um yeah but it's the best way to get over like feeling like feeling not even if you feel like cr- like crap it's just like you don't like, there's always that, like little bit right like there's like yeah. i just don't feel a hundred percent but it's the best way to get closer to a hundred percent than just like sitting on the couch whatever sluggishness or hangover you're feeling a run always helps and right it's, and it helps in like a profound way yeah <laughs> um, it's, we, um it's, it's cool after uh after college i moved uh i lived in dallas for a little while and you know, you're after college, you know, you like have a little bit of money, you have a job, like you're meeting all these new people. I live downtown Dallas. And, mm-hmm. you know, there was just like the amount like it just felt like college actually kind of like I wouldn't say 10x. That's a bit drastic. But like, you know, college just kind of like continued in actually a little bit heavier of a fashion almost, it seemed like because it's just like, oh, you don't have to worry about those like, oh, it's, it's not two dollar drinks or like, OK, like two bucks isn't as much now. Right. Um, but I would always wake up you can on afford like more than more than uh, Bud Light. Right. <laughs> I remember um, the first night, it, this is oh, this is bad, like the first night that I ordered like a Bud Light and um, like a Fireball shot, it was like my like, oh. first weekend in Dallas. <laughs> it was like 4x the cost of like where I went to college. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I've actually, I'm out of college. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know you've made it when. Yep, um. exactly. <laughs> Same drink, 4x the cost. Yeah. But um, I always, yeah, every Saturday, like, you know, you'd wake up, you're not, not feeling like 100%, but I just go out. And the best part about the best and the worst part about living in Texas was it was so hot that like you went on a run for, you know, five or 10 miles and you just sweated out and you just felt so much better. Yeah. Yeah. I've tried to I used to agonize a lot more about the way drinking affects my running. I sort of view it now as, you know, like sometimes sprinters wear those parachutes behind them to sort of slow them down and Mm -hmm. create a little bit of extra drag when when they're sprinting. I feel like running in a like you know you like to run fasted and dehydrated apparently like yeah i feel like running a little bit hungover or sluggish from you know a night of drinking the night before is it just makes the run it makes the run a little bit harder but you know you're still getting through it and you know as long as you're getting through it you know it it, i'm not sure how much it affects your training i'm sure it affects recovery in a a negative way but you know if you the thing you don't want to do is let it stop you from running the next day. Um, exactly. You don't yeah. want to use it as an excuse. And as long as you don't do that, and my, my run streak helps with that, and my neuroticism also, <laughs> um, you know, I think you're you're generally okay. I mean, look, you know, you shouldn't go out and drink a fifth of vodka every night and then, you know, try to run a, a 2.30 marathon. Like, that's probably not going to happen. But Probably not, yeah. You know, I, th- I think even like a moderate amount of drinking and and running can can work. Yeah, and like you know, at the end of the day, it's there's some carbs in there, so you know you're kind of uh, carbo loading yep. for the uh, for the next that's, day. And, that's right. Yeah, it's about you know, as simple carbs as you it. can get. Yeah, you can you can look at it from that way. And I don't know. I've always kind of you know personally, I've you know I, I use ice cream as a reward for running, but I've you know the, there's like this reward of like, hey, I went out today, I ran like five or ten or whatever, you know, whatever you're you're running, right? It doesn't you know you're doing something, you're getting out there and being physical. It's kind of a reward, right? Because like it makes you feel. It makes me feel less guilty about, you know, having a beer, like, you know, hanging out in the park or having a couple beers with, you know, with my wife while we're like just hanging out or if we're meeting up with a couple friends, like you, I don't feel as bad because it's like I did the work to kind of like earn this. Right. Um, Right. 
but then like it's it's funny this a little bit of transition so i have to kind of time when i drink because if i want to eat ice cream that night i feel like sometimes like it just it alters my taste buds and i yeah. don't enjoy the ice cream as much as if, if i've had a couple of drinks and then it's not worth it like that's when it doesn't become worth it it's not the hangover it's not the other stuff it's like the fact it's that would be ice cream, my ice cream wow yeah <laughs> Okay, can you put a bit of hair on this on this ice cream habit? Like, do you have a feeling for like how many calories of ice cream you eat a week? Oh, so do you not do you not want to go to that to that? No, I don't. Place? I don't care. I, I'm proud <laughs> of it. I think so. I I eat ice cream probably six days a week. Okay. Um, I I like the, this. There's like always one day where I'm either like out of ice cream or like I tell my <laughs> wife that I'm not going to do it, and then the next just day to, I'm just, just to like, prove to yourself you still can. Right. I'm I'm proving myself. I'm not like a true like a true addict to this. And but then I'll find myself like walking around, and I'll just be like, oh, I'm just like right by the grocery store. Like I'm just going to go pick up like a you know a quart or whatever of ice cream. Mm-hmm. So I probably go through. What's like, what was that? A quart and a half is like kind of like the normal size. That's not like the, the bigger size than the pint. I don't, so I probably, I don't know. You're the expert. Yeah. I, I think I go through maybe like one and a half of those a week. So one and a half quarts. No, no, probably like, probably like two, two quarts or a little over two quarts of ice cream a week. Like I, I probably do five scoops a night. One quart ice cream calories. Yeah. How much? And then I put like blueberries in it and I put like, I crush up some cookies. I kind of make like a little Sunday out of it, to be honest. <laughs> right. Right. When, when a quart of ice cream isn't enough, you gotta, you gotta augment. Uh, okay. So a half cup is 137 calories. Okay. Oh, uh, how many, how many cups are in a quart? So there's, there's two cups in a pint. So that's four. So that's eight. Yeah. So that's like, uh, that's like a thousand yeah, because a, a, yeah, a pint of Ben and Jerry's is like a thousand calories. And I'll probably, I would probably eat like at night. I don't think I'd eat quite a pint, but almost. So maybe like 800 calories. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of ice cream. I, I've I've long thought about like my cookie habit and I've, I've done the math a couple of times. It just gets me depressed. I think I eat, I think I probably eat 2000 calories of cookies a week. Um, and it okay. might be, it it might be like 3000. And the way I think about this is, okay, I run, I'm running around 70 miles a week right now. Uh, mm-hmm. let, let's call it a hundred calories a mile. So that's, that's 7,000, that's 7,000 incremental calories being burned a week through, through my running. So that's, that's a thousand extra calories a day from, you know, whatever baseline, 2000 calories or whatever. Um, so, I mean, I have I have the space there to yeah. to, to entertain a you know two three four thousand calorie a week cookie habit, but yeah, like one wonders if I was getting those extra calories from a, a source that was a little bit more um, responsible. Uh, yeah, it's it's hard though. Like uh, this is this kind of maybe might sound bad, but it's it's hard to get a lot of calories. Like yeah. Unless you eat poorly, I, I don't know. Like you know, like, you know, eating healthy is like you know. I really like. I actually really like vegetables. Like I'm a big like my wife. Like I we make like, this vegetable roast like two three times a week, but vegetables don't have a ton of calories. Yeah. So and like I don't like I don't like eat cheese. I don't like eat like a lot of toppings and stuff like that. So I've always I always tell people like I get my like the calories that I need from ice cream, which it's probably not the best source, but it's it's easier i guess yeah i i just yeah i wonder it might not be that bad like okay like you don't want to be calorie starved you want to be getting enough calories so assuming that you know what we're talking about is around the edges would yeah having like a better 
carb, protein, fat mix, or getting more fiber or something, would yeah, would that material materially improve your recovery and ability to build muscle or whatever? And I don't, I don't know the answer to that. And I think you know diet science is a little bit the jury's out on that. I mean, certainly certainly eating cookies is worse than eating a perfectly balanced diet. But of course, yeah, yeah like the magnitude of worse, I don't I don't actually know. Yeah, and like you know, I always I always feel like you have to. Like you have to reward yourself in some way, right? You know, we're, you know, people, you know, runners and athletes and all these folks, you know, we're, we're consistently like working and pushing ourselves to hit our goals, um, you know, reach these milestones. And you, you, you can't, you can't like reward yourself with like a kale salad or something like that. I mean, some people have that level of, uh, I don't know if dedication is the right word, but just like the ability to like hold themselves to that kale salad where, right. you know, I, I always, I always joke, my, my friend and I joke as well as like we eat. I was that we work out so we can like kind of eat and like have, you know, the ability to eat ice cream and these like other things and not like feel as guilty about it. Because right. um, I, I don't know, it's like I can only eat so many like kale salads a week or, or yeah. whatever they are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a, I mean, that's sort of a pretty optimistic place to end on. Like it's you, you have to decide why you're running, right? Like if, if you're running to be the best runner in the world, you probably need to take your diet very, very, very seriously. Right. Um, but it, you know, if you're running to sort of like build, you know, lifelong physical and mental health strength, you know, may- maybe eating cookies and ice cream every so often is okay. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Better than, uh, yeah, double cheeseburgers every, uh, every night or something. Yeah. Although occasional double cheeseburgers as well. Uh, all right. So thanks for joining us for episode two of the final turn. We're desperate for some feedback. So, uh, if you're willing, the way to do that is to email us at the final at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.thefinalturn.com. Thanks again for listening. And we are excited to have you back for episode three.